You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. At verse 16, notice Daniel 6 and verse 3. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and the satraps sought to find charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Notice this, Daniel made enemies because of the excellent spirit that was found in him. Folk didn't like how loyal or faithful Daniel was, listen to me, to the true God. Because Nebuchadnezzar and his kingdom worship many gods. The difference with Daniel, the Hebrew boys, and those brought over from captivity out of Judah into Babylon was that they worship one God. Let me tell you something. There is a major difference between people who are polytheistic and people who are monotheistic. There's a big difference. If you're going to worship the one true God, then you're going to be uniquely different from people who worship many gods. And there are folk who have no problem worshiping false gods. But we only worship the true God. And somebody's out there asking, well, Pastor, who is the true God? We worship the God of the Bible. We worship the God of the Bible. Amen? Now notice, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, we shall, I'm in verse 5, not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law or the word of his God. Did y'all see that? See, evil folks are uh, intelligent. Come on. Don't think evil people are stupid. Evil folk can be intelligent. No, the D folks are evil, but they said, look, if we're going to get Daniel, the only way to get him, the only way to trap him, the only way to set him up is to find a way in which we can make a law that goes against his God. We got to get him to get away from what he's been taught. See, they knew that. So these governors in safe trap, verse 6, y'all hanging him, thrown before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. They go on like they love the king, but they don't. They thronging, they thronging around him, crowding around him. Uh, notice this, heaping praise on him. But they're only around him because they want to use him to set Daniel up. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrator, the satrap, the council, and advisor have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions, this word is pray, whoever petitions any god, notice that, or man for 30 days, Except you, O king, shall be cast into the dens of lions, or they're going to be executed. We want to, we want to make a law, king, that for 30 days, nobody can petition, nobody can pray. The word for pray is also asked. Nobody can ask any God for anything but you. See, they, they treating him like he's a God. Now, notice verse 8. Now, O king, establish a decree. Sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, 
which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now when we get to verse 9, it is now official that it is against the law to pray to the true God. Now, here's where ignorant Christians come in. And you've seen this a lot during COVID. When folk were shouting to the church, the true church. Obey them that have the rule over you. Pass out an article. He ain't doing what the governor said. He ain't doing what the CDC is recommending. But see, there comes a time where, where, where people try to get you to go against. Oh, I didn't even get that many. Oh, Lord. See, you just can't obey what's wrong. You got to rightly divide that scripture. Obey them that have the rule over you. Well, they have the rule over Daniel. They just made it a law that you can't pray to the true God. Verse number 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, so Daniel was somewhere outside of his home, probably uh, in the court because of his position, and saw the king sign it into law. He knew it was law now. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day. Come on, y'all. I'm going to preach today. He knelt down three. He didn't get, he didn't, he wasn't sneaking. That's what the Bible wants you to know. He wasn't trying to hide what he was doing. He kept with his routine. I normally pray three times a day. Now it's against the law to pray at all. Are you going to cut back, Daniel? No. Keep doing what I was doing. And I'm going to do it with my windows open. Some of us ain't got that kind of boldness. He knelt down on his knees three times that day. Prayed and gave thanks before his God. As was his custom since early days. Do y'all see that? Notice verse 10. He knelt down three times that day. Now he knew it's against the law, Daniel, for you to pray. But the Bible said he prayed and gave thanks. As his custom since early days. Notice it was his custom to give thanks. Daniel lived in thankful mode. Do y'all see it in verse 10? He lived in thankful mode. He didn't come out of that mode. He activated that in his early days. And he continued despite this evil law. He continued living in thankful mode. But notice verse 16. So the king gave the command. Remember it was unchangeable according to their law. They brought Daniel. Cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel. Because if you read earlier. I'm trying to go through some of it. The king recognized he had been tricked. And he went to fasting and praying for Daniel. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually. Look, this sinner speaking life to Daniel. He will deliver you. I have established, according to verse 10, that Daniel lived in thankful mode. So my subject this morning is living in thankful mode. And of course, I think this is part three. But our subtopic is also coming from verse 10 and verse 16. Notice that when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. Now listen to me carefully. When the writing was signed, that represented... That it didn't go Daniel's way. It didn't go his way. Now Daniel being a praying man, knowing what these boys are up to, you know he don't want that to be signed into law. 
He don't want it to be made a law that you can't pray. But notice it didn't go Daniel's way. Okay, they signed the law. I pray. Lord, show me some favor. Allow something to happen. Change this. Do something. Step in. Intervene. So that I'm not killed or executed. But notice what happens. According to verse 16, they throw him in the den of lions. So that didn't go Daniel's way either. He wasn't praying, Lord, put me in a den of lions. I know I'm taking my time, but y'all hold on. So that didn't go his way. So my subtopic, and this is where somebody's rainbow is coming from this morning. Because neither one of those things went the way Daniel wanted them to go. And so my subtopic is in the form of a question. How can good come out of this? Woo! How can good come out of this? And let's give God a praise for the subject and the subtopic. Come on, can we take our praise just a little bit higher? Our subject being living in thankful mode. And our subtopic, how can good come out of this? And don't act like you ain't ever went through something or had something happen in your life that you consider to be tragic, horrific. And if you didn't ask it out loud in your mind, all of us have wondered about situations. How can good come out of this? And so we're going to deal with it. Amen. Notice if you're taking notes this morning, because we have been in this vein, and it has been a good vein. And I think ever since God opened it up, many of us have been going through things ever since. We have been having things to come against us. Living in thankful mode is one key, listen to me, it's one key to receiving better. Living in thankful mode is one key to receiving better. Sadly, even in the church amongst God's people, because we don't live in thankful mode, we often miss the better that God intended to give. I want to say that again. Because many of you don't live in thankful mode, you often miss the better which God intended to manifest. You say, Pastor, how can that be? Because whenever you leave being thankful, being grateful, for what God has already done, he is not obligated to do anything in your present. Come on, I know you don't like it. He is not even obligated to do for you that which he promised. Because like it or not, when it concerns us and God, his promises are conditional. It's conditional. It's based upon our obedience to his word. See, see, you can't keep blaming God for not doing what he said he would do when the problem does not lie with God, but the problem is with you. It is your disobedience that's blocking him from blessing you. Oh, come on, I'm finna drop one on you. Because nobody wants to see you blessed more than God. I pause to just see how many claps I would get, how many amens I would get. There is nobody in church this morning who wants to see me blessed more than the God that I serve. See, I know that. I know God wants me blessed. I know he wants me blessed. I decided this years ago that God wants me blessed. He wants me to be blessed. He, he wants me to be the head, what my Bible readers, and not the tail. He wants me to live above and never what? Want me to be the lender and not the what? 
already established what he wanted. Now it's up to you, it's up to me to decide what we want. See, you decide how you going to live. You decide whether or not you going to prosper. It ain't up to man whether I prosper or not. It's not based on the color of my skin. Nobody can stop me from prospering just because I'm a black man. No, because though I be a black man, I am a blessed man. Oh, let me drop another one. And my blessings come from above. Are you with me? See, the one who's blessing me is the one in charge. But see, when we come out of thankful mode and we primarily enter into ungrateful mode or we become complainers, we block what God wants to do. And I, and I established last week that when you are babe in Christ, this is something you must learn. You must learn how to be thankful even in difficult situations. Come on, some of y'all know I'm right about it. When you are babe in Christ, this is something you're going to have to learn to be thankful in all things. When you're immature, you, you're going to have to learn to, 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 to always be thankful. But you have to learn it. Part of learning to live in thankful mode is also learning how to be content with such things as you have. Come on. You, you, you got to learn to look at somebody who has a particular thing that's better than what you have but not look down on what you have. Oh, yeah. Appreciate what they got, but don't look down on what you got. Because when you start despising what you have, based upon what somebody else has, you open up a door to complain. Because I don't have what she has, Pastor, how can I be thankful? It's simple. Because God gave you what you have. And he promised you about what he gave you that if you are over, he'll make you ruler over. So the way to getting more is being thankful. Some of you ain't getting happy because you think your blessings come from you. You think your job. See, you done made your job your God. But see, you better wake up, come out of that deception, and realize we're living in a time now where jobs are failing people. I hear you preach about, I make such and such a year. But let me tell you something, brother. There are things that money can't do. You can't buy your way out of everything. Am I laying it down right? See, see, I, I found that out. From going through trouble and just being thankful for where I was, thankful for everything God was doing, that he began to, to add. See, that, that, that's when Jesus said, I believe it's in Matthew 6, around verse 30, 31. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, 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 and. and. Then he said, all these things, things material, shall be promised. Add it unto you. Don't ever think God don't want you to have material things. He said he would add it. But wait, he said, see, first, 
the kingdom. Put God first. God will give you things. Why is it important to put God first and not things? Because you don't ever want things to have you. You want God to have you. See, I drive a nice car, but I don't worship the car I drive. I live in a nice home, but I don't worship my house. Y'all know I dress good. I can't hide that. But I don't worship my clothes. I worship God. And I'm thankful every day for what He has already done for me. Come on, I'll take it further. I'm thankful for what He has already done for this church. We ain't competing with no other churches. We living in thankful mode up here on this hill. Am I right? I got to move on. But see, this is what guards against jealousy. If you don't do something to guard your heart, your mind against jealousy or being jealous of others, it's going to find its way in your heart. And see, some of you right now, you can't even recognize it because sometimes jealousy lies in the heart and it disguises itself. You know, you keep saying stupid stuff like you don't like somebody, but you don't have a real basis for not liking them. And and then we always go to our favor. Well, it's her ways. It's something about her. No! You are a little bit jealous of her. And see, that's the thing with social media. For a lot of y'all who live on social media, you got folk posting all this fake stuff. Stuff that ain't even real. And it's got you jealous and it ain't real. They, they taking pictures in somebody else's house. In front of a rental car. See, Brother Harden, they got, they, they got a faker picture in front of a Maserati. You ain't got to fake your. See, they, they faking there. Hey, and then when the renter guy say, are you ready? Then they walk over to their Honda. And ain't nothing wrong with a Honda. Ain't nothing wrong with a Honda. There's too many Hondas out there. Ain't nothing wrong with a Honda. Come on, you got to fix it. But see, listen, you can miss better. For not living in thankful mode. Mode, again, lifestyle. Mode, number two, a way of living. When you're living in thankful mode, underscore living, it means that your way of living is habitual. In other words, you can say about living in thankful mode, that I'm not going to change. Not going to change. I'm, Pastor, I'm going to always be thankful. And I'm not going to change. I'm going over to my sister-in-law's house, Pastor. And I heard she got a wonderful house. But I'm going to go over here, have a good time, and I'm not going to change. Don't act like you ain't never walked in nobody's house and went back to your house and wanted to burn up all your furniture. <laughs> Bed didn't feel right. Couch don't sit right. You, microwave ain't fast enough. You just, you, you upset about a number of things. Because like it or not, when, when you can go to people's houses and they have things that, that you've never really seen in a home. Double ovens and going on. Air fryers built in the walls and Refrigerators built like the cabinets on the outside. Come on, real marble. It's impressive. Heated floors. 
You know, somebody's got this marble in our bathroom where our floors ain't heated. You know, in the morning when they get 30 degrees outside and you step bare feet on that marble. Oh, it's going to talk to you. It's going to say, hello. Hello. More than that, it's going to say, wake up. <laughs> but see, folks who got a whole lot of money, they solve that problem. They heat their floors. Just like some of us, we riding in these cars, now we heat up our steering wheels. Don't y'all get mad. We heat the seats up. We heat everything up. Right? But see, when you live in thankful mood, we've been, we, we, we've been tearing this up. Mood, M-O-O-D, is a temporary state of mind. See, see, what I'm teaching, we got to live in thankful mode, M-O-D-E. We got to come out of just being in a thankful mood. Sinners do this all the time. You see professional athletes. Oh, they love heaping praise on God. But they're holding the Super Bowl trophy. They just won the Oscar, the, 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 the Grammys. You see what I'm saying? It's fake. That, that's a mood. It's temporary. They got what they wanted. Woo! But see, a saint is more than that. It's more than that. I'm going to be thankful if I want something and God says, no, not right now. This ain't your Caesar. I'm still going to say, hey, I praise you anyway. See, because sometimes God will let you know it's going to happen. But this is not the season. See, listen, because this is important. Mood is a temporary feeling or attitude. It's a temporary feeling. It's a temporary attitude. Notice Psalm 34. Notice Psalm 34. We got to go here real quick. Turn to Psalm 34. Mood, a temporary feeling or attitude. Notice Psalm 34. See, some of you, this is what you're living. And again, if you're obeyed, I understand it. If you're immature, I understand it. But teaching has to come forth so that we can grow beyond. Thankfulness being a temporary feeling or a temporary attitude. And see, sometimes you just have to look at things differently. Come on, somebody. Sometimes whether or not you're going to be thankful is all dependent on how you look at something. Nobody could ever have so much to where they make me feel bad about what I have. Listen, it's the way you look at it. Because I'm looking at it like I ain't always had this. See, I'm always thankful because I always remember where I come from. Come on, somebody. It, it, it's a matter of how, how you look at it. Some of you, you're not as thankful as you need to be. And for the first time in your life, in a long time, every bill is paid. Every bill. Every bill paid. Paid. I got to say it again because somebody didn't realize. Every bill is paid. Every bill is caught up. Around the so-called holiday, you caught up on everything. Now, to stay thankful, all you got to do is just remember how you was always behind this time of year. Boring. Getting loans, running up credit cards. Look at you. But see, when it's a mood, all your bills are paid. But then all it takes, you ain't got as much in the account in your pocket as you want. But again, everything paid. All it takes is for somebody pulling out a whole lot of money in front of you. That go thankful mode. Tell you last time I had that kind of money. It ain't even tax time. He pulled out all that. Good God, I don't never see him giving in church. Joke ain't even saved. Got all that money like that. 
See, that's all they take. Now your focus has been just totally broke. Even though you don't know the person could be playing them games like we play. Got a 50 on top, two 20s, and 51s. But see, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of folk who got money, they don't feel the need to show it. Psalm 34.1. See, it's good teaching this morning. Because there's somebody here this morning, you are not as thankful as you need to be. You sober. Woo, I just snuck that in. I said, you sober. I don't care what somebody has. All you got to do is say, excuse me, I'm sober. As a sister, all you got to do is just let somebody know what you got on a man didn't buy, I bought it. Come on. Ain't nobody got no key to my house that shouldn't have no key to my house. Come on, I'm talking to some folk. I'm talking to some folk. Because, see, that's how some of your homegirls are getting down. Psalm 34 and 1. I told you it's just a matter of how you... How you look at things. How you look at things. Okay, so y'all didn't get the bonus on the job this year. But look how much favor God is giving you on that job. You actually got favor. Come on. How, how much is that worth? You see what I'm saying? How, how much is having favor with the people you work for? How much is that worth per week? It's something you can't even put a price tag on. It, it, it's valuable. It's precious. Woo, I know I'm talking right. Psalm 34 and 1. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'm going to be careful what I say. About God. And when I speak of him, his praise, his praise shall, shall, shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless him at all times. That's living in thankful mode. That I'm going to bless him at Notice Daniel 2. Go back to the book of Daniel. Notice Daniel 2. Going to bless him at all, at all times. And so you're going to find when, when, when you declare the same, when your purpose to do the same, things are coming against you. Things are going to happen. Can I keep it 166? Things are going to happen that you did not expect. To happen. Come on, because none of us are God. No matter how much you pray, you won't see everything. You can stay on your knees until your knees have swords on, but you still won't see everything. And so no matter how much you pray, no matter how faithful you are, you're going through some things. You're going to experience trouble. See, a lot of folk come to church and they're trying their, their best to be faithful so that nothing goes wrong. There are times that things go wrong because you are faithful. Did you just hear me? There are times that things go wrong because you are faithful. Daniel didn't land in the den of lions from stealing, but from being Sometimes your loyalty to God will get you in trouble with people. Sometimes what you believe and what you are willing to stand on will make enemies out of people. He believes in such and such and I hate him for. Come on, somebody. 
We had somebody online. I don't even know who it was. It was years ago. They must have came to this church, and I tell you, whatever Sunday they came, whatever I was preaching, they didn't like it. Because they went on Google, and they gave us the lowest rating that could be given to a church, and that's a one star. Do y'all hear me? Didn't say why they rated it that way. But see, there's a whole lot of persecution against God's true church. When you line up and preach against certain things that the Bible say is wrong, you got enemies. You got enemies. You got people who do not like you. You know, you got folks on your job and in your family who don't like you. And the the primary reason they don't like you is because of your loyalty to God. They tired of you always bringing up your God. What your God going to do? What your God brought you out of? I'm I'm talking right this morning. Notice Daniel too. And so we are not exempt from trouble. I said we're not exempt from trouble. But what we have to do is learn to live in thankful mode even when dealing with trouble. And see, sometimes trouble can be in your own house. Oh, come on, somebody. Sometimes you ain't got to get to work. You ain't got to go here, go there. It's trouble happening where you live. Somebody there this morning, your trouble, your main source of trouble is home. Imagine that. Imagine your greatest battle being home. But yet God is demanding that you live in thankfulness. Oh, I'm going to have to break it down. Some of y'all ain't getting it. Imagine your spouse acting a fool. And God saying to you, hey, there's no excuse for you to come out of thankful mode. I see the way he acted, but I want you to glorify me in spite of. I want you to praise me, even though. And see, the men are quiet. Maybe some men been acting a fool. Because sometimes... We will allow how people treat us. Oh, I'm going somewhere right here. You, you can allow how people treat you or mistreat you to cause you to mistreat God. See, it don't matter how you treat me, I still, I'm gonna treat him right. Because, because you being ugly, but, but he been good. You acting evil, but, but he been mighty, mighty good to me, so. I just gave somebody your rainbow. You can't allow what people do to you to cause you to get out of thankful mode. You can't get out on their level. You got to come out of always want revenge and just stay in thankful mode. Just lift your hand sometime and say, Lord, I praise you anyhow. We're going through it, God, but I thank you for what you've done for. I thank you that you've been having mercy on this house. I'm, oh, I got to tell somebody something. See, there are times you'll go through trouble at your house, and you got enemies that want to see your house fall. They want to see things crumble. I know there are certain storms. The only way reason me and Donna made it through it is because we were determined to say thankful. We just got to say thankful. God will make a way. God will do what needs to be done. God can do more than what our money can do. We just got to stay thankful. We just got to praise Him anyhow. It ain't looking the way we want it to look. But Donna, we got to get up and let God know how grateful we are. I remember the bills being behind. I remember didn't know about the mortgage, but but we said it like this. God, we're going to praise you because if you got us here, you're able to keep us right where you put us. Can't nobody kick us out. You brought us here, God. Come on, there's somebody. God brought you to where you are. 
and man don't have power to move you. Be seated. See, some of you, you don't even know where your blessings come from. The Bible talks about promotion come from on high. You can't let trouble move you. Notice Daniel. Daniel 2. I'm coming to the close. Notice Daniel 2. A thing has happened in the kingdom earlier. Where the king has dreamed a dream and wants to know the interpretation. And if he don't get the interpretation of a dream, he's going to kill all the wise men. Which includes Daniel and the Hebrew boys. And so Daniel goes home and he gets with the Hebrew boys. And notice what Daniel says in verse 23. They're threatening to kill all the wise men. But notice Daniel. He gets with the Hebrew boys. This is what he primarily says to God in Daniel 2 and 23. He said, I thank you and I praise you. Oh God of my fathers, you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we ask of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. See, Daniel didn't go home, get to fearing what the king could do. He got with the Hebrew boys and they had a prayer meeting. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I said they called a prayer service. See, there are times that things won't be going the way you particularly desire for them to go. But you got to know how to praise him in spite of. How can good come out of this? There are some big blessings. That's the only way I can describe it. There are some big blessings that God wants to release. But they are disguised in trouble. There's a blessing that has your name on it. But it doesn't immediately appear to even be a blessing. I'm talking to somebody. See, we always look at things based upon how it looks. If it looks the way we want it to look, if it sounds the way we want it to sound, we'll call it a blessing. We'll say something good is coming out of this. But how can good come out of this? How can better Come from what I'm going through. And see, if you don't have the right answer to this question, you can't live in thankful mode. Because there's coming some trouble that's going to look like a curse. But behind it, is the biggest blessing you ever got from God. And if you can't stay in thankful mode, you can't fight the fight to get what's behind what is seemingly a curse or bad. I'm preaching to somebody. Notice Genesis. How can good come out of this? As you turn into Genesis 18, I want you to look at your neighbor and shout to him or her, but God. God. 
Somebody didn't hit me. How can good come out of this and you say, How can better come out of this situation and you say, But who? But who? But who? Seems like everything that can go wrong has been going wrong this week. But you say, But God. But God. God. See, y'all ain't ready to preach. I said, but That's how you say and think for more. It ain't looking the way I wanted it to look. It doesn't sound like I wanted it to sound. It doesn't feel like I thought. There's some trouble you face. You got to have a but God in you. They turned you down. They said no. Said you couldn't have it. Said you wouldn't get the promotion. Said you wouldn't qualify. But who? But who? But who? I'm trying to teach you how to stay in thankful mode. They say it's not the right time to get a house. They, 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 they said the percentage rates are too high to get a house. They said it's not the time to move. They said it's not the time to look. But you say, how can good Come out of this. Look at Genesis 18. Y'all hang in here. Wait. I got to establish something biblically. I said, but God. But God. See, everybody gonna have things happen that's gonna that, 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 that immediately you're gonna know. Oh, I need to dance, I need to shout, I need to give God to pray. But then what about those things? That if you ain't really been taught right, what about those things that if you ain't really in the word? You won't know that even though this is looking real jacked up right now. God told me don't take my eye off of this jacked up situation. Because out of this thing that is jacked up is coming what I asked him for. You mean God is coming through this? Don't cry about this because my miracle is coming out of this. Don't complain about this, that, and the other. Cause out of that you go... You're going to cause me to be debt free out because of, if I just stay thankful, I'll pay the house in full. See, I'm teaching right this morning. Because every one of us can only see so far. You can't see through walls. I can't see through walls. But God sees. God sees all. Genesis 18. So you got to have a Bible. That's what I love about our church. I'm going to give you a Bible. How can good come out of this? I'm going to give you a Bible. Pastor, when should we just give up? We never give up. I said we never give up. When should we just quit? We never quit. When should we just throw in the towel? We never throw in the towel. We make folk mad when they tell us to quit. And then we say to them, but God. I'll tell somebody in a minute, it ain't over until God says that it's over. It's over for you. No. No, but God. But God. How can good come out of this? See, there are things some of you have been crying about. You should have been shouting about it. I know you didn't get it. I said, there are things you've been crying about that God is looking at it like you should have been shouting. While you're not shouting, you don't understand how. How can... There are some women in here, me and broke your heart. Broke it, snatched it out of you, threw it on the ground and stomped it. In the midst of your hurting, holding your chest. You say, how can good come out of this? And then God spoke to you and said, I got a better man. Woo! That's
That's what he told Israel when they were crying over Saul. He said, why y'all crying over Saul? I got a better man. I found a better man. You don't cry over no job. Sometimes God got a better job. Cry over no house. Sometimes he got a better house. I remember being turned down for a house. Me and Donald J. knew that was our house. It was early on. I knew I counted it all but done. And rolled by one day. Folk were moving in the house. I said, how can I? Heartbroken. Didn't understand it. I said, how? Kept going by there. Periodically, I rolled by there. God ended up blessing me with a house in that neighborhood. So I would ride by this house. Once a year, there would always be bobcats in the middle, in the, in the front of the house. See, some of you don't know where I'm going. One day I asked him, I said, man, why, why, why are they always over there doing work over there? The man said, man, the builders, when they built that house, the foundation messed up. See, see, that was a mic drop. See, God knew what I didn't know. He knew you're begging me for that, but that's not for you. There are times that God will shut things down before he see you get hurt. And see, if you don't know how, how can good come out of this when he shut it down? You'll complain. Rather than just saying to him, uh-uh, God, this is set up. You set me up. You put me to the test. And I'm going to give you thanks, God, because I know you have Genesis 18. Come, I got to read these verses real fast and get y'all out of here. Genesis 18, verse 13. And the Lord said to Abram, Why did Sarah laugh? God then told Sarah she's going to have a child in her old age. The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? See, Sarah looked at her body in reference to bringing a child into the world. Sarah said, how can a child, how can good come out of this? How can a baby come from a woman almost 90? See, we just believe the Bible. That's all it took. Now, now you go to your doctor and he tell you, when you in your 30s, you know your chances of having a child is just slim and none. See, all you got to do is bust him up. Doc, you ever heard of Sarah? Sarah Beasley? Sarah? No, Sarah Bible. Doctor, she was almost 90 and had a baby. Watch his mouth. And if he, if he fear God, he going to say, well, now, well, now, we know. With God, all things are possible. Say, 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 how can good come out of this? Here's what the Lord, verse 14, is there too hard for who? Is anything too hard for who? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah. Shall have a son. How can good come out of this God? God, the one that nothing, no thing, oh, y'all got me preaching hard. It's too hard for him. That's how good can come out of it. Because with God, nothing, no thing is too hard. Look at Luke 1. Yeah, I'm going to preach it right. Look at Luke 1. Somebody mess around in a service like this who believing for a baby and get prayed. Luke 1. Luke 1. Care about your biological clock? Look at Luke 1. 
God will wait till your biological clock doesn't stop ticking. He'll wait till your biological clock is broke. Then he'll show up and say, now is the time. Where you going to be? You going to be in thankful mode or you going to be somewhere singing, woe is me. Luke 1. Luke 1, 36. Woo! Now there's some of us here, we don't want no child. Let me, let me just straighten that. Luke 1. <laughs> Y'all better let him know now. I'm letting him know, Lord, not that. Not that. Not that. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Y'all don't like it. I'm going to tell you that Donna come to me tomorrow time she prayed and I'm going to hit the floor. I don't think she's going to hear it. Boom. Come on. You put no more on you, you can bear. Come on. That wouldn't be fat of that child. <laughs> Luke 1, 36. Listen, these are scripture God took me to. Luke 1, 36. Now indeed, Elizabeth, he talking to Mary, the angel talking to Mary. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son. In the hallway. So it ain't like God just did this thing one time. We got proof. I said, we got biblical evidence of what he did one time. He showed up and did it up. Anybody thought there was a joke with Sarah? Anybody thought there was just Old Testament? God said, I'm going to show up in the New Testament and I'm going to do it again. They thought it was a fluke in 2019. I'm going to close out 23 the same way. Look at it. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relatives also can see the sun in her OA. And this is now the sixth month with for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Notice what the text says. This is now the sixth month. For, who, for her, who was called barren. What did they call Elizabeth? Barren. What was she known for? Not being able to have a child. There comes Elizabeth. Who is her? That's a woman that can't have a child. We call her barren. She's fruitless. But God say, nothing is impossible. It's doable with me. Now the same people who called her barren had to turn around and call her pregnant. I'm dropping somebody Rama. What folk called you? They about to have to turn around and call you the exact opposite. God about to bless you in I need a church to receive what they said about you. God finna make them change their mind. He finna make them see something different. They called you a joke. God going to show them you ain't a joke. They said it wouldn't happen for you. God is going to make sure it happens with you. You wanted the deal to go through smoothly. That ain't what God had in mind. God said the deal is not going to go through smoothly. Because I want you to look at it and say, how can good come out of this? They lying on me. They saying things that are untrue. They, they, they saying things to ruin my character. Hold on. It's one thing for folks to lie. It's another thing for people who know you to believe those lies. To buy in. And not only when folks lie on you, but then people who you trust turn around and believe the lies. How can, how can good come out of this with God? With God. They signed a decree 
made it law. You can't pray for 30 days. How can good come out of this? I pray anyhow only to have them to sentence me to death. See, this is some of y'all problem. When you push And you pushing for a breakthrough. But see, sometimes you'll push. You won't get a breakthrough. The situation will get worse. Maybe if I do this. So you run over here and you do do that. You still get worse. I'm going to pray. I'm going to stick to my routine. I'm going to stay in thankful mode. They throw him in the den of lions. Daniel, Daniel, you have now been sentenced to death. See, a lot of times you preach den of lions, it doesn't register with people because we're used to the electric chair. We're used to the gas chamber. This is capital punishment. Death, because no one has ever lived beyond the den of lions. How can good come out of this? Be seated now, I'm done. The Bible said Daniel gave thanks as his custom was. I'm closing right here. King James uses the word as he did a four times. Four time. Number one means in time past. Number two means at formal times. Finally, previously. Daniel stayed in thankful mode. And I want to remind my young people, he was not an old man. He was a young man. So they put Daniel in the den of lions. How can good come out of this? Well, if Daniel stayed Daniel, and we know he did biblically, he stayed in thankful mode. We don't have to wonder what he did in the lion's den. Biblically, we can look at it and say he did what he always did. He prayed and gave God thanks. How can good come out of this? The God that he served also controlled the lions. Come on, somebody. God simply allowed his presence to be in the den with Daniel so that hungry lions did not desire to eat. How can good come out of this? The God you serve. The one to whom you are forever thankful. He will bring good out of it for Why will he do it for you? Because you live in thankful mode. Trouble came, but you didn't change your attitude about him. He says this morning that he's going to bring good out of that which looks bad. They brought Daniel out the lion's den. And the Bible said this Daniel... This Daniel said it for a reason. This Daniel, don't want anybody to think it was another Daniel that prospered in that kingdom. It was the Daniel that lived in thankful mode. And God says this morning concerning his people, if my people will live in thankful mode, 
I will bring good out of that which looks bad. I will do for them what only I can do. And see, those who receive, you're going to see the good, the better, come out of things that nobody thought it would come from down. Now, I know we ending, we've been high, but because, see, this is a word that you are going to have to live or carry out. Stop falling to pieces when things go wrong. He wants to show you that he's still God even when things don't go your way. And you don't know him to be God. Not like you need to. Until he moves in a situation that nobody saw how good could come out of that. I'm standing here boldly telling somebody that God is going to bring good out of something that looked so bad. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.